This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Uh, this to me is an interesting story. Now, it's a controversy that flared up, I guess, at the beginning of this year when the Edmonton Police Service changed their policy when it comes to identifying murdered victims. That hasn't, well, it hadn't been an issue here, but typically the Calgary Police Service, I, I think for the most part, once next of kin have been notified, will publicly identify the victim of a homicide. Uh, and it's a policy that makes sense. And there was a lot of controversy over what was going on up in Edmonton, that why are you keeping this information secret? Furthermore, a question, why is the Alberta government allowing police forces to do this? I mean, it's ultimately their call. You know, I think with a crime of this nature, it makes sense that there is as much transparency as possible. The Alberta Association Chiefs of Police have been meeting this week, and they've been discussing whether there are potential privacy issues in identifying homicide victims. And they've crafted a new policy that will allow them, I guess, to make a decision on a case-by-case basis. Does that mean we end up with a change of policy here in Calgary? Chief Roger Chaffin says, well, not necessarily. Public interest does not trump privacy. We have to figure out how they work well together. Uh, how these things work. So do we have we properly, soberly considered the issues at play before we release names? There's no such thing as a blanket policy. There's no other you will or you won't. Everything has to be considered on its own merits. And I think that's something that's a responsibility we have to really grab onto. All right. Well, as mentioned, I mean, the Alberta government has some say here. We have a privacy commissioner. We have provincial privacy legislation. I mean, do, do we need to leave this up to police chiefs to sort out? Joining us for some thoughts, I'm very pleased to welcome to the program, Sean Holman, assistant professor of journalism at Mount Royal University. Sean, thanks so much for joining us. Here. Thanks so much for having me. It's an important issue. Yeah, it is. Talk about why you, why you believe it's important. Well, I believe it's important because if we don't have the names of homicide victims, it makes it very, very difficult for journalists or civil society groups to follow up on investigations that police have done into homicides and make sure that the police have done the right thing. It's an accountability mechanism. And it's not that we shouldn't trust the police. We really shouldn't trust any public agency because that's not how democracy works. There needs to be a mechanism for accountability. There needs to be a mechanism for transparency. There needs to be a mechanism to, for follow-up. And what the police have done in this particular circumstance is they have prioritized secrecy over openness. They can talk all they want about how these kinds of issues will be decided on a case-by-case basis. But the policy that they have developed here makes it quite clear that when in doubt, they will withhold the name. And I don't think that's good for the public. I don't think that's good for Albertans. And I don't think that's good for democracy. How did this become an issue? Because it seemed as though, uh, for the most part, police forces in Alberta, certainly here in Calgary, the policy was to err on the side of transparency, err on the side of disclosure. Uh, Edmonton made it an issue. Now we've got all police forces suddenly rethinking their approach. Yeah, two things on that. Um, One, this issue has actually been rattling around at the national level um, going back, I guess, about two years. The RCMP started introducing this kind of approach in their own handling of homicide cases. So what we're seeing now is sort of a trickle-down effect uh, where you see the RCMP having adopted a similar kind of approach that sort of prioritizes secrecy over openness. And now we're seeing other police forces across the country and other law enforcement agencies across the country uh, start doing the same thing. 
And it's important to understand that police forces in this country have never been fans of openness. They have always preferred to operate in secret. When the Access to Information Act, the federal legislation that allows us to request information about government secrets, was being debated back in the 70s, uh, police forces actually opposed that. So we have a history here of police agencies not being big fans of scrutiny, not being big fans of openness, and that's why I can't understand why the provincial government decided to leave this particular policy in the hands of police forces. I think a much better approach would have been to take a much more even-handed approach to this particular question. Are there privacy issues involved? Perhaps, but I don't think the police forces are the right people to be deciding on this particular issue. Yeah, so I mean, we can envision where maybe there are um, circumstances where it, it, it wouldn't make sense to identify a homicide victim. And, and they, they talked about some of this in, in their, their new policy, that if, if identifying the victim would, would somehow link the victim with some alleged criminal activity, or maybe even at some level, I don't know if the family members would get a veto, but if family members insist, please don't, don't release our loved one's nickname, maybe that well, is something well, to take into consideration. Policy, um, they are actually considering the privacy of family members as part of the privacy of homicide victims. So um, it does look like they are certainly going to be um, weighing quite heavily on the, the privacy, on the secrecy side of the equation. I think it's important to remember that, you know, it may sound like the police are doing the right thing because I think in Canada we really prioritize the value of privacy. But in this particular circumstance, I believe privacy is being used as a shield against transparency, it is being used as a convenient way to thwart accountability. And what I would have liked to have seen is a much more even-handed approach to developing this policy and much more input from the public. I was until recently vice president of the Canadian Association of Journalists and the Alberta representative for the Canadian Association of Journalists. And I never heard any kind of attempt to consult with stakeholders that may be affected by this policy. So I think it is incumbent on the provincial government at this point to revisit this particular issue uh, and try and develop a policy that really does serve the best interests of Canadians, the best interests of Albertans in an open and democratic society, which is what we are supposed to be. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's interesting because there's been a debate around the other side of it. Does it make sense to, to publicly identify people who are arrested and charged before they're convicted? So mm -hmm. just, you know, imagine a scenario where there's been a murder and police won't tell you who was murdered. Police won't tell you who was charged. So we basically get these, these terse news releases saying there's yep. been a murder somewhere. And that's about it. I mean, is, is, is that what we want? Is that the level of transparency we're comfortable with? Yeah, and I can only imagine the hue and cry that would arise in the United States, which is a far more open society, um, if police in that country tried to pull this there. Yeah. Um, I think Canadians need to be much more outraged about this attempt at secrecy on the part of police, and we need to be mobilizing and talking about this kind of issue much more than we do. We have an astounding level of secrecy in this country, not just in police agencies, but in governments and all other kinds of public agencies. Public has a right to know, 
And if the public doesn't have a right to know, then our decisions when it comes to public issues become so much more flawed and so much more compromised. And we are less able to hold the powers that be to account. And I can't see this as being a positive thing for police really either. It strikes me that releasing the names of victims can be very helpful uh, in terms of both solving crimes and drawing attention to particular kinds of crimes. Yeah. I think there is a balance on this particular issue where it should be weighted in favor of disclosure as opposed to secrecy, which is the approach that the Alberta police chiefs have seemed to have decided on. Yeah, well said. Sean, we'll leave it there. Appreciate your input on this. Thanks for making some time for us here. Take care. Sean Holman, uh, Assistant Professor of Journalism at Mount Royal University. Uh, His thoughts on this new policy. So again, it remains to be seen if Calgary police are going to be doing anything differently. Uh, Because there was no issue here. We we seem to have figured this out. There was no problem. The, the police did not get in trouble for disclosing any of this information. It's public information anyway. Uh, media get it through court documents. Uh, or typically, the families are more than willing to speak and, and talk about their, their deceased loved ones. Uh, in some cases up in Edmonton, where police did not identify the victims, the names were easily found on the Internet. Uh, either through uh, obituary section online of newspapers or through um, GoFundMe pages or or whatever else. So what are the police accomplishing here other than being secretive? As Paula Simons notes in the Edmonton Journal recently, this noxious, creeping Edmonton Police Service practice is still new. We need to nip it now before it becomes entrenched policy. It's time to speak up for an open, transparent justice system. It's time to stand up for the nameless who can no longer speak for themselves. So have we nipped it or have have we seen it expand? Uh, a little bit more from uh, Chief Chaffin. It says police need to work within privacy laws. At the end of the day, we are stewards of the rule of law, and we have to make sure that we are not Trump having one trump the other. Have we actually considered properly? Have we matured ourselves around the evolving nature of privacy and the laws of privacy? These are not, listen, policing does not try to run over top of privacy laws. We, we try to work very closely with them in the public interest as well, make sure that we are doing things that are in the global public interest. All right. And look, I mean, in fairness, and as we said, look, the the provincial government needs to be called out here. Where's the justice minister on this? Uh, The silence from them is deafening. They're the ones with the final say on this. And uh, so I'm not sure why they've essentially checked out from this conversation. So that's who we need to hear from. All right. 403-974-8255 is our number. We'll take a break here. Speaking about hearing from cabinet ministers now, Joe Sisi, the finance minister, We noted this yesterday. He's holding a news conference at 3.30 today. Uh, And they've teased a very exciting new liquor policy being announced. They say it's going to enhance consumer choice and innovation. Uh, That's all music to my ears. But given that it's Joe Cece, I'm a little skeptical too, as you can imagine. Um, So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, What's notable here, now this all comes on the heels, obviously, of of sort of back-to-back-to-back defeats. Uh, before courts or various panels with regard to their, their beer policy. Joe Cece's making an announcement at a farmer's market in Calgary today, the Bridgeland Farmer's Market. Do we read anything into that? Because something that's been suggested, I and mean, we've talked about the idea of allowing Alberta beer to be sold in grocery stores, but what about maybe just one step short of that? What about farmer's markets? We're looking to give Alberta breweries a leg up allowing Alberta beer to be sold at farmer's markets. 
would be a really interesting approach. So is that what's going to be announced today? I could see it. And what's interesting, too, we were trying to get Joe CC for tomorrow, tomorrow morning. And we were told, well, he's not available. And plus, he's doing a second related announcement tomorrow at 1.30. So is there more still to come with regard to beer tax policy? So very interesting. All right, listen, quick break here. Back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 12.30 on News Talk 770 Calgary.